the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Hump Day edition of the program. Thanks for joining us. 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. Catch the podcast. Producer Pram takes the commercials out. Very easy for you to follow along with our content. The verdict is in in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Daryl Brooks, the man who drove over a Christmas parade, killed grandmas and uh, others. Uh, guilty on all counts. Guilty on all counts. Thankfully, no one on the jury felt any sympathy for Daryl Brooks' rantings and lunacy in court uh, yesterday, indicative of just how crazy and disjointed were his arguments. Here's a one-minute snippet from yesterday, which began with him uh, showing no decorum that lawyers are required to show toward the opposing counsel. And then, um, well, creeping the judge out with a death stare. Mr. Brooks. I'm the only one. I got one one ear that work, and I heard that. This is to benefit you so that you understand your witness has a prior record. Your Honor, when I leave the table, I'm away from the courtroom, and I have to elevate my voice. This is the alleged record of Abel Lescott. Stop talking. Come on, man. Like, I don't know who y'all be thinking y'all fooling. I set the value and return for value this uh, document. One more interruption and you're going to be removed to the next courtroom. That's what you want to do anyway. It's not what I want to do. Do not interrupt Attorney Opera. So can Your you Honor, tell, I can believe he has seven prior criminal convictions via OWI second from 1997 and OWI third from 1997 and OWI fourth from 2003. Criminal trespass to dwelling from 2006. All right, I need to take a break. This man right now is having a stare down with me. It's very disrespectful. He pounded his fist. Frankly, it makes me scared. So Daryl Brooks is uh, going away unless he can hide behind the fact that he made the purposeful choice to represent himself in this trial and on appeal argue that he didn't have an adequate defense. Uh, I would think you would rescind that right to argue that on appeal if you decide to argue your own defense. But he's been um, equal parts crazy and uh, unhinged and (laughs) incompetent throughout this. So uh, guilty on all counts, Daryl Brooks, uh, as he should be. Now, Kathy Hochul in New York had a debate last night with Lee Zeldin, her Democratic uh, Republican challenger. Gretchen Whitmer, the Democratic incumbent governor of Michigan, had a debate with her challenger, Tudor Dixon. And John Fetterman, Pennsylvania Senate candidate, had a debate with his Republican counterpart, Dr. Oz. Fetterman, complete and total disaster. Whitmer, 
lied through her teeth about closing schools only for three months. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, had no answers for why crime is up in New York other than to bleat about the off-stated refrain that there are too many guns and to advocate for her policies where anyone who buys a gun with Visa, MasterCard, or American Express would have their purchases tracked so the state of New York could follow up on them, which, you know, super effective policy, I'm sure, because I think it's a well-known fact in America that every gangbanger buys his weapon with a gold card. Every single one. They all have American Express gold cards, and they buy their guns exclusively with their gold card, not with cash in a back alley somewhere. Hochul was so bad last night. Well, I thought she was so bad last night until I heard her a few moments ago at a press conference in New York where she makes very, very clear if she's re-elected governor, well, she really wasn't elected, but if she's elected governor to follow through on the term she inherited when Andrew Cuomo was chased out, get ready not only for mandatory COVID vaccines, shots, but since even the people on the side of COVID shots now know that COVID shots don't prevent you from getting COVID or spreading COVID, you'll not only have to get the shot, it sure sounds to me like all New York public school kids and probably private school kids too, because she'll do everything she can to govern that. You're going to have to get the shot, and then you're going to have to wear a mask. You know, infants as young as six months old uh, have been known to contract this. So you know, it's hard to keep kids safe. You know, to think about the fact that a year ago, you know, before a year ago, we, a lot of kids were wearing masks in a daycare center or in schools, and that did per- give them some level of protection. We're not mandating this, but we're saying parents, you know, you got other kids, you got kids in school, preschool, and you got a baby at home. You really might just want to take these extra precautions. And by now, kids are more socialized to the idea of wearing a mask. It's not as strange to them. It's not Aww. as like, what is this all about? There's really cute masks out cute. there. I've seen a lot of them. Uh, so that's something I'm encouraging all parents to consider for their children right now. And we're talking about how we can stop this spread. Right now- the masks are cute, Pam. They got Barney on them. They got the, you know, the, the whatever the cartoon of choice is for kids now. They're cute. They're a fashion accessory. Kathy Hochul would have you know. She Notice she didn't say they work. She didn't say masks work. She said they offer some level of protection. Yeah, you know, if I fashion a roll of Reynolds wrap into a tinfoil hat and go outside, it affords me some level of protection from gamma rays from the planet Zutron. <laughs> some level of protection. Unbelievable, these people. This is why you cannot vote for Democrats. You say, well, thankfully, we have a Republican majority in the Ohio House. Every seat, every seat you give to a Democrat furthers the possibility that someday there will not be a firewall of sane people to hold at arm's length this kind of lunacy. It's unreal to me. They talk about misinformation. Follow the science. Does the data on the lack of 
success in COVID shots mean anything to them? Does the data on the lack of protection afforded by masks mean anything to them? Do the numbers on low test scores, historically low test scores, does the concept of psychological damage in youth forced to wear a mask so they can't see the smiles of their classmates, they can't see the facial expressions of a classmate or their teacher for years, does any of that bear any weight in their decision-making? Here's a phrase. Does any Democrat ever say, you know, turns out I was wrong on that. Turns out I was wrong. I I, I had the best of intentions. I was wrong. They would be eligible for my forgiveness and my trust if they would admit the very human occurrence that occasionally you are wrong. No, Joe Biden is never wrong. Everything that happens in Joe Biden's administration is someone else's fault. The border where we had millions fewer illegal aliens entering our country is Donald Trump's fault even though Biden has gotten rid of every Trump policy that kept the border numbers at historic lows. It's all Trump's fault. Listen to it. It's all Trump's fault. So uh, this is just the part of the front, You pay more money. Uh, here we go. Here's Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. You can't wait. You can't wait to hear this. This is Joe Biden today talking about what he's doing to make life more affordable for Americans. And he goes off because, you know, the majority of Americans are flying on airplanes. Is he talking about increasing domestic oil production? Is he talking about uh, anything that might make a difference in transportation costs, getting the rail strike settled? Uh, no, he's talking about ending airline fees that he says are exorbitant and also, of course, racist. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Okay, is this an option on airlines? This, I've been on a lot of airplanes. I've never noticed that there's like a track in which the seats rest, where if I wanted six more inches of room, I could pay more money and they could slide the guy, they could slide 14A forward six inches, so me and 15A could get six more inches of legroom. You know what that's called? That's called business class. Yeah. Or that's called first class. And how would you not know that that's what you're purchasing? <laughs> what a moron. But he continues. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans, the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. Yes. Yes. They are junk fees that hit low-income folks. Well, he's right about that. You can't afford a first-class seat if you're low-income. How do they hit people of color? Like, you either want to fly or you don't. Have you ever called or clicked to get an airline ticket? And they said, uh, click here if you're white. Click here if you're black. Oh, look at that. If I click white, it's $20 less. What a liar this guy is. He's inventing this out of the deep, dark recesses of his adult mind. People are inundating my uh, social media timeline with uh, Tim Ryan tweets. Uh, Here's what Tim Ryan had to say about vaccines. 
I believe mandatory immunizations and vaccinations are critical to keeping our families, our kids, and our communities safe. Uh, This from BuzzFeed News. Uh, Also, a recent letter to the editor in uh, Tim Ryan's hometown newspaper, I would assume that's the Youngstown Vindicator, uh, which comes from James J. Wallen of Wadsworth. He says, Dear Editor, as a member of the Board of Right to Life of Summit County in 2002, now called Right to Life of Northeast Ohio, I was present when Tim Ryan visited our office requesting our endorsement as a pro-life candidate for Congress. Tim assured us that he was staunchly pro-life. After receiving our endorsement and winning the election, guess what? Tim's pro-life position matured, where he no longer supports the pro-life cause. What other values has Tim compromised for political gain? Well, I can think of his position on uh, defund the police. He was a big defund the police guy in the summer of 2020. Now he's a big law and order guy. Uh, He was a big tax hike guy for 20 years in Congress. Now he's a big middle class tax cut guy. Tim Ryan is uh, right in line with Democratic politicians across the nation and unfortunately inside the White House who lie with no compunction, no regret. They do it unrepentantly. They do it pathologically because it is, they see, a cost of doing business in order to maintain their power. Likewise, it's really hard to watch Joe Biden stumble around. The other day at the White House, he's at the White House. And he speaks outside, and he had a wonder off the podium, where am I going moment at the White House. He, like, started to wander off into the woods. And people say, well, you're not very compassionate. You're making fun of the president. You're making fun of John Fetterman. I'm not making fun. I'm pointing out their unworthiness, their inability physically to serve the office for which, in Biden's case, he has, and in Fetterman's case, the office that he wants. I've never held public office. I would imagine it is a very demanding job to be the president of the United States. you got to be up on everything. You make one misstatement. You look like a complete buffoon. You're taking briefing books all the time. I don't know how you avoid confusing this fact with that fact and this country with that country. You should know the domestic stuff. You should be dialed in on all that. Biden has the advantage of having been in Congress for 50 years. But when people get old, they forget stuff. You forgot that representative from the state of Indiana who died in a car accident. That's a pretty stark news event. Wow, you don't have a congressman die in office very often. He ordered the flags to half-staff. 30 days later, he forgot she was dead. That's a typical reaction in old people. It's not a reaction a president can have. And John Fetterman had a stroke prior to the Democratic primary in the summer. And... He should have just at that point in time said, look, you know, I'd love to serve as your senator from Pennsylvania, but I got some serious recovering to do, and I'm not capable of handling this office. And so I encourage you to vote for whoever we appoint, or I'm pulling out of the primary at the last minute and may the best person win. No, instead, either John Fetterman or his family, and probably both, determined that we got to have this seat. And so we'll hold off inquiries about your health. We'll never release your medical records. We will manage your public appearances. We will do everything we can to keep people away from you. And maybe, just maybe, because Pennsylvania 
is a state with huge numbers of voters in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Maybe we'll be able to carry you across the line to, to the United States Senate. And when you get there, if you're able to press whatever button Chuck Schumer tells you to press when you're voting, well, you'll be a fantastic senator from the state of Pennsylvania because that's all that will be required of you. In other words, they didn't have a backup. No, they didn't have a backup, nope. or they didn't want to see, to cede the power that he would get from being elected. Mm-hmm. And so he's running, and he tried not to debate Mehmet Oz, but Mehmet Oz kept creeping up in the polls. And then the media in the state, taking a cue from the people of the state, why isn't Fetterman debating? If he's really okay, why won't he come out and show himself? And so last night he had to come out and show himself. And... He was asked during the debate to respond to an accusation from Dr. Oz that John Fetterman had not paid his taxes. Every politician should be ready for this kind of accusation. If there's anything out there in your background that's the least bit fishy, you should know how to answer it. Fetterman, of course, has to read the questions off a teleprompter, which was a special dispensation allowed for him. You tell me, did this answer about did you pay your taxes make any sense at all? Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, Absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They they didn't pay the bills, and it got paid, and it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Huh? Then he was asked, what did you say to small businesses in Pennsylvania who say they can't afford your proposed increase in the minimum wage? This is what he's supposed to be saying to small businesses. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full time, you should be able to live Indignity as well true, and I believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to to pay their own way. No sense at all. And then he was asked about his previous position on saying that fracking needed to be outlawed in Pennsylvania. I absolutely support fracking. There is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't I don't I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Well, that makes it clear, doesn't it? That explains his previous statement that he wants to get rid of all fracking. Dr. Oz last night had a very difficult task. He had to be competent. He had to try to increase his likability. He had to point out the obvious shortcomings in John Fetterman's policies without appearing to pick on John Fetterman because of his cognitive compromise. And I think Oz did a pretty good job of doing that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.